digging the crates. Sometimes you gotta dig deep. This is Digging the Crates. I'm Vice Beats. Welcome to Season 3, Episode 3 of the podcast, brought to you by The Find. The podcast focuses on exploring the art, passion and culture of hip-hop. Going beyond the typical questioning and digging deeper into the passions, inspirations and experiences of those involved in the scene's rich culture, immersing you in the music. This season features artwork from Ross Mullins of Anchor Points and intro music from Herma Puma and Jabba the Cup. This time round, we talked to a lyricist who garnered support from the who's who of the rap scene, including Sway and Static Selector, having collaborated with Sean Price, Sky Zoo, members of I Am and so many more. He's forged an independent career that many would dream of. Originating from the Camorra's Islands, eventually relocating to Brooklyn and most recently moving to Berlin, his story and passion for the music he makes is truly inspiring. This is Digging the Crates with Napoleon the Legend. And now for our feature presentation. All right, here, here we go. Yo, this is Napoleon, the legend, aka Feral Gama, the Black Pharaoh with ammo. You're listening to Digging the Crates with Vice Beats and Define. Napoleon, the legend, welcome to Digging the Crates, man. How you doing? Yo, bless, bless, bless to be alive and breathing, man. It's like the new baseline for everything, really, isn't it? Right, man. Yo, made it through 2020, man. That was like my mantra since this COVID started. I was like, make it to 2020. And a few few of my peoples didn't make it, man, unfortunately. But, uh, you know, we just got to honor honor them and, and honor our own life because it's real out here, man. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you've had a big life change as well, haven't you? Like at the end of 2020, like moving countries as well. So like how how's that transition been from moving from America to Germany as well? Yo, it's been good, man. It's like, you know, I had the opportunity. I took it. There's a lot of things. You know, COVID changed a lot of things. And um, I, I just didn't really see a reason to be to be in uh, NY no more. And, it, and there was an opening for me to go overseas. I could be closer to my mom, like out of Africa now. It's, it's a little bit, it would, you know, at post COVID, it'll be easier for me to, to go see her when I want to. And I'm closer to the motherland. I could always come back to America whenever I want. It's, it's been good, man. It's, it's, you know, I love it. I love change, man. It, it keeps me inspired. Yo, top rank, fresh, looking like I robbed the bank. Hot damn hoes, something for the block to bang. Weather track suits, camouflage, three-piece suits. I'm a whole mood, catch me on the TV soon. Interviews lit up, and all my views lit up. I cause a coup d'etat every time my fuse lit up. You heard the news, big up, bring bags through, pick up. iTunes, Spotify, title all lit up. I got my own genre, like a new strain of ganja. Up, up, down, down. Down, left, right, like concha, hit your conscious like a babe. Nugo on met off and set off on a journey. Get a chunk of feta overseas, most dreaded. High tech fetish for some gadgets. Febogama forever embedded with the baddest. Ah, that's good to hear, man, for sure. 
So I mean, now that you're you're on European turf, I mean, what have you been up to since you moved over this side? Same thing, just recording, writing music, um, connecting with with people, doing a lot of features. Um, I've been, been getting a lot of work, you know. Since COVID started, I've been busier than ever. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people asking me to do things with them, for them, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, I, 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 was, I, I went to Marseille, south of France, uh, last week. A quick in and out. Did some work there. So it's it's been good, man. Just just music all the way, man. Oh, that's good to hear. Bringing it back a little bit. Like, what's your first musical memory that you can remember? I mean, at the crib, man. Like, my father loved loved music. He loved all types of music. African music, reggae music. Um, you know, stuff like newest stuff at the time. Like, he would listen to, like, pop stars like Michael Jackson and stuff, too. So and he would play a lot of, like, oldies. Like, you know, Lionel Richie. Um, you know, Luther Vandross, soul music. So it was kind of that. Jimmy Cliff, Bob Marley. It was always at the crib. It was always in the background. So it felt like it was a soundtrack of my childhood, you know? And I mean, on, on your side as well, I mean, you... So you, you say about that being your childhood, but I mean, you've also moved to various places over time as well. So, I mean, how, how have you found that being in those different environments has influenced your sound over time? A lot, you know, it's it's funny because including now, like I always feel like I'm I'm I don't really belong where I'm at. You know, like I was born in Paris, France. I'm from the Comores Islands. My parents are, are from there, so it was like I'm foreigner in a land, even though I was born there. And then I go to America and I'm a foreigner, you know, I'm an immigrant, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And like then I moved to New York. I'm a foreigner. You're not from New York. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> now I'm in, you know what I mean? Like, I, I'm overseas. Yo, 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 you're from New York. But one thing that I loved about it is that even though I, I, it's not, I didn't belong there, it's like I was always accepted, you know, in time. Like, the people, they, I've, I've always been embraced everywhere I went. And, and that's what I love about it, you know? And, and that's what I love about traveling and being able to move around like that is just, a- able to like live in different cultures, immerse yourself in different vibes and stuff, and I and, and I get tidbits from everywhere I go, and I'm able to make my music even that much richer. Yo, uh, child of a militant, an immigrant, actually was innocent. I changed after the atmosphere got menacing. American dream, I seen the highs and the lows of it. Was soldiering way before the COVID exposed a bit. Always made the most of it, forgotten and ignored. Couldn't get a job, wonder why I got diplomas for. Moving boxes in a store, knowing I'm worth much more. Getting scolded on, brave face, but inside I'm just holding on. Lost my dad, magically got half my family mad. Would've thought I killed him with my own hands. My bad, I was by his side in Africa. The pressure was spectacular evicted from my apartment while sitting at the hospital next to him he didn't recognize me though just another domino trying to figure out what happened but on a side note late 20s didn't accomplish nothing yet my music didn't bubble yet i just had to get past it pops got transferred to paris then he died unexpected family yelling at me i had to accept it took his body to camorra's arms want to bury him time i didn't sleep was longer than the arms of sean marion you touched on kind of how you got into music initially, but but I mean, when's when's the first time you actually ended up recording a track? 
and, and where was that and kind of what was the situation surrounding it? Uh, it was, in, in, you know, in the basement. I, I got uh, my boy, he helped me borrow some sort of, just like a basic karaoke machine, man. And I had like some instrumentals <laughs> that I had, you know, and he just, he I think he knew, he noticed that I had some love for like doing it once I seen some of my friends at school do it. He's like, yo, just hold that. So the same day, I took like some a single and a beat and I just started penning some rhymes to it and I recorded something. And th- that that's how it started, man. I don't think I stopped since, you know? That's mad. So what was kind of the next step after that? So kind of after going that route with like sort of bare bones set up and using a karaoke machine, like how long did it take for you to start kind of going into pro studios or building your own setup? It, it, it took a long time, man. But because, like, when I first started, I think it was like I probably was 15 years old. Uh, the first time I probably actually seen a studio, actually, it wasn't that long. It's probably probably a year later. Uh, I had went on vacation, uh, like for summer break. I, I went to to like a family's house in Paris, and at that time, my boy's brother lived in Paris he was recording with some French artists called Science Super Crew in Paris and they had a studio in a Stalingrad station called Studio Nomad and that was actually the first experience of me like seeing people record at a studio and eventually ended up on the mic you know like when you're artists and you're around things things happen where it's like they end up telling yeah. you get on a song or record a song and and that that was actually my first experience. It was just I, I I even forgot about it because not that I forget, it's just after it was far and in between. When I got back to 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 America for, for school again, like I didn't see a studio for for years again. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, that was my first exposure to like recording different tracks and techniques and stuff like that. I mean, that's mad that your experience started with Cyan Super Crew. <laughs> that's, that's like a crazy entry into it. It is because for, for people that know or don't know, that they're, they're, they're so talented and they're so yeah. technical. And I was there when they were seven and one of them died like a few months later after I went back in a car accident. And his name is KLR. That's the name of their first album, KLR. And um, they... they I just saw crazy techniques that I kept with me from 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 seeing them record because it was high level recording. It's like till this day I have never seen artists record like like them. Till this day, like yeah. witness myself, like you know what I mean. So so I I, I, I take my hat off to them. So I mean, keeping it down that path for a minute, I mean, you, you're a bilingual MC, which, I mean, in itself is quite a rare entity. I mean, you, you sometimes hear 
MCs who may be able to kind of do Spanish and English or sometimes like sort of Dutch and English or something like that. But I mean, in terms of having both French and and English and, and with both having quite a defined character and personality, and it almost seems like you've got different beat choices that you'll go for when you're, you're rhyming in French compared to rhyming in English and so on. I mean, how how do you juggle having those two aspects to your to your rhyming style and is it that it's a conscious decision in terms of seeing it in two different ways or do you just see it as one big body of work i see it as one big body of work i, I don't even know how i'm juggling or what i'm doing to be honest with you I, I i wasn't really tapping into the french part until recently you know like it, it was never something that I, I strive to do or thought about doing I had a lot of people tell me, yo, you should kick a verse in French. I was like, nah, man, I don't care about that. You know what I'm saying? I'm here <laughs> in America. I'm just, I just, I just want to, I just want to compete with these guys. But, yeah. you know, on some sports, you know, basketball, sports, competitiveness, because rap is like sports to me. But as I went overseas more and I created relationships, I did this interview in French for a Comorian uh, media uh, from in the south of France in Marseille and it got a hundred thousand views in like less than a week and I was like oh my god this is crazy and people from the Comoros <laughs> found out about me they didn't really know about me it's not it's not something I, I you know I advertised the war on my sleeve people knew I was rep Africa but not a particular place but when they they I commuted it communicated in French is the language they're more familiar with so and I, I, I said man you know what it, it's worth trying you know, let, let me let me spit something in French. I, so I did one. I, I looked for a beat. I didn't know what I was doing. I, you know what I'm saying? I got I got this little piano beat, and there's the song De Rien. And that was the first one I wrote in French in years. You know, I probably did a few, you know, when I back, back, you know, early on, you know. But in yeah. years, I didn't do it. And I was like, man, I could really do this. So it was, it was me kind of discovering parts of me I didn't know it's like you discover a superpower you know like oh damn I could do this and it was fun to do that's the main thing for me like I, I, I'm I'm not really that calculated when it comes to creativity I, I my creativity comes from making myself happy so I found so much fun in doing it because I write so much in English I, I have thousands of songs you know what I mean like so after a while it's like this is just a different paintbrush that I haven't yeah, used, sure. so it's exciting to me. So I just kept going from there, you know. Yo, j'ai pas le temps de rester misérable comme Jean Valjean sans argent, comme un taliban ou dans les Balkans. Tellement de talent, c'est du gaspillage. Basquiat, qu'est-ce qu'il y a? J'prends ma place. Yaoundé, Paul Bia, HLM rap, pseudo intellectuel, gros j'excelle. Il est le seul, tu connais sa gueule. J'vois qu'il y en a qui copient des styles et des flots débiles. J'viens des îles, Black Yves Montand jusqu'à Ménil. Tant que j'suis là, dédicace à l'Enil. Trône descend de la flow bancale, authentique, tranquille, on danse pas, c'est le bon plan, tu connais le slogan, l'homme toboggan, c'est le style haute source, haute school, sans colorant. Oh, that's nice, man. Nah, oh, that's awesome. I mean, you you touched on sports for a minute as well. I mean, what what came first for you? Was it sports or music? Definitely sports, man. Like I, I was always a uh, uh, loving sports growing up. I started playing uh, soccer. Y'all y'all call it football. I think, and uh, yeah, yeah. then when I when I started watching basketball, you know, on TV, I, and, and started playing it a little bit, I just fell in love with basketball. I dumped football all the way, 
And uh, I was just, I just became a fanatic. Just the same way I'm a fanatic with rap, like when you guys see see how much, how much, how much content I make because I love to do it. That's how I was with basketball. The same way I got, I tackled it with the same work ethic, and I learned my work ethic through basketball because, you know, I wasn't, you know, I would, I was always the shortest person on the court half the time, and I had to. I had to be skillful in order to hang. And I, I got to like play games with amazing players. Like I was on the AAU team for Dunbar DC, which is, was a great school. I, uh, I I played pickup games with Allen Iverson. I played pickup games with <laughs> Mucci Norris. I played like a lot of people, like some, some names y'all don't hear, but those are NBA players, Walt Williams, Jerome yeah. Williams, and back in DC. So that in itself was incredible for me. And playing on the court, not like as a bum. I was actually, I was actually doing my thing. You know, I was scoring some buckets here and there. Moved in with a chicken old building up in Brooklyn. Hit the pavement, hundred miles of running. Quickly started cooking. No elevators. This elderly lady needed help to make it all the way up the steps with the groceries. Mostly bad knees. I used to have them too, and I would ball. Turn my ankle few times, and I would stall. My career came to a halt, and those dreams fell short. A car accident with T. I'm glad my seatbelt caught. My chest muscle tense, we came out of it unscathed But the vehicle was total, there's no doubt that it was fate Sour grapes leave a bitter taste, that party's left to hit a base Brought us some comfort music, only thing that kept us safe So when you press play, it's deep for me In the center of gray chaos, like peace for me I made gold out of tears and dirt Overwhelmed like hospitals at Elmhurst Heaven and hell is on earth, and hey, yo listen Bring it back original Get involved in the conversation. Use the hashtag DTC Podcast. So, what, at what point did you feel like it turned more to music? Was it a, a conscious thing, or have you just kind of found over time it's it's veered more towards music, or? What's the balance like? Yo, it's like, at that point, I, I was like messing with two girlfriends. One was the hip hop and the other one was basketball. <laughs> but basketball dumped me. <laughs> life, life, life is cold and it broke my heart. You know what I mean? I hurt my ankle and I, you know, it's the competition is fierce. You know, you, you gotta be, look, look, look. Yeah, you gotta be. You gotta have certain size. You gotta have a certain. Um, go to a certain school, do certain things. Kind of like there's more politics in sports that I knew at the time growing up. Just like there's more politics in music that I knew when I first started. You know, everything's who you know, who's looking out for you, who's getting paid, maybe who's who's getting a dot. Same thing with sports and basketball. I my my I knew it was. I knew I had no chance of doing anything when, when it comes to me being competitive and, and that field at, at some point, you know? So I just I just let it go, you know? I always loved the game. I kept getting hurt, so it's like it wasn't even worth me playing anymore because I used to turn my ankle all the time. Some players used to play dirty, try to make, try to hurt me too. You know, you, you and there's a lot of things in sports. And um, I let it go. And good thing I had music because I didn't, even though I was heartbroken, like I, I, I pictured, I had dreams of playing basketball. Like music, like was also as big of a dream. So I, that that I didn't, I could keep going until I could speak or whatever, you know. Yeah, for sure. 
So, I mean, on, on that tip, I mean, like, you you mentioned how you first started getting into recording and you, you went to America and then didn't really get into the studios for a while and so on. But, I mean, what what point do you feel like things started changing in terms of music for you? And, like, what were the first steps that kind of moved you into Napoleon a legend in this current form? Like, what was, what was your kind of pathway into this? I mean, even though Napoleon a legend... It was a moniker that I would use early when I started. When I first started, my first rhyme, I said Napoleon. You know what I mean? So it was it was meant to be as far as the name. Napoleon, the legend, the way you guys know him, most people know him is me moving to New York, me moving to Brooklyn, New York. And that was in 2012. I mean... The D.C. era, for me, the D.C. Maryland era was kind of like the dark ages, you know what I mean? That There's a lot that goes into me becoming a man, me becoming who I am, me being, going through emotions, being confused. A lot of things in my life where New York was like, time to turn the page and time to, and time to like, it, it allowed me to have a blank slate and just, just build myself, design myself from scratch which you know a lot of a lot of people don't get that chance you know what i'm saying and uh it gave me, it gave me that opportunity to be exposed to things i wasn't exposed to meet just like in basketball early i met some of my heroes like alan Iverson is one of my favorite players you know um i started meeting my heroes i started going to places and meeting tragedy Gaddafi, meeting general steel meeting um Sean Price, Elder Sensic, like you name it, everybody who's in New York, I probably met them. You know what I mean? And they 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 gave me respect, you know, and and, and I was able to learn peep game and, and understand the business. I had no idea what the business was about. Even though yeah. with the Science Super Crew, I was exposed to it. I just I didn't really perceive it. Like already they weren't signed yet, but they were being courted by major labels, so I kinda saw but I only saw the creative process. I didn't really have uh, insight into the business part. And New York gave me insight. And it, it and it told me to like, yo, you guys stepped your game up. You you are on third gear. You gotta be on sixth gear if you wanna <laughs> be known, if you wanna live with this, you gotta turn it up. And, and I, I did. You're in a quite rare position in terms of as an independent artist who's doing their thing, you're managing to make this and build it and this is your professional as well. I mean, like, there's so many artists out there who I think would look to you in particular and other MCs who are in your position and who kind of think, well, how do you get there? I mean, what, what kind of steps did you make to get to the point of becoming independent than it's becoming your livelihood. I mean, cause it, especially within like the digital realm as well, and everyone's kind of constantly complaining about like the minimal amounts that they get from streaming and this, that, and the other. I mean, like how did you end up managing to balance that and get to the point where where this is it for you and this is your sole focus? Well, it's, 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 it's several things at once. The basic premise for me is like, you want to be an artist, and, and what you do is MC and rap, like rap, make music. So, because a lot of times when you're in a city like New York, it, you you get you get hit by the flash and the glitters, and, and everybody is entrepreneurial, and everybody's like brand yourself, 
Um, what you gotta do, man? I'm not knocking none of that. It's true. You gotta network. Not, you gotta do. You gotta go out. You gotta meet people. This and that. And a third. But it was the time where I, I kind of stopped that. And not full stop. You know, I would go here and there, but I wouldn't just go out of my way to try to like network. Yeah. It was just, you know what? Let me make projects that I, I feel represent who I am as an artist. And it started really when I, I did uh, Still This Mixtape. And uh, also, when it comes to like streaming and everything like that, you got you got to you got to say though that it's it's not as bad as what people think, because people people take it. When Taylor Swift complains about streaming, is different because <laughs> Taylor Taylor Swift might be complaining from the fact that you know at the time she probably was with a label, you know, and, and the splits are different, and there's a lot of different things, you know, whereas. Uh, a, a major artist like Rick Ross maybe gets uh, a tenth of that penny or whatever. I'm not in his business, but I'm just guessing, you know, from a contract perspective, because he's he's dealing with a label. Everything is coming to me 100 percent mm. because I don't have anybody. Yeah, I'm I'm fully independent, so it's not that bad. Like pe- people make it about to be worse than what it is. And I'm not saying that the business model is fair or anything like that. I'm not making any type of political um, statement. I'm just saying that, look, if you get in your streams, you're going to get paid. Yeah. You know, so it got to me to to me just started doing one project, realizing that, Dag, I could do this. I could put a project together, you know, a cohesive project that sounds dope that I'm happy with and just kept doing it. And then it's like. The accumulation, like people often hit me up, yo, Napoleon, other artists, how you doing it? This and that and the third. It's just like, I tell them, do you realize that last three years, I mean, I'm just as a ballpark figure, I I put out at least 22 projects. Like, and, 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 and it's like, so you got one or two projects out, you know, in the last three years and I got 22. Like, just do the math. Like I'm just being I'm just being blunt and honest, you know what I'm saying? But just do the math. Like I I, I put in the work. Like I'm 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 doing I'm streaming. I'm I'm also selling physicals, which a lot of people, some people don't even do it. But I'm I'm selling CDs. I'm selling vinyl. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm by the thousands. You know what I'm saying? When when you count everything, so it's it and it's me. So I don't need to sell. 10,000, 20,000, 100,000 copies to make a living because it, the, the, everything is coming to me. I'm not splitting with anybody. So so to explain, that's that's how it happens. Then you get the shows. Then you get you get verses. Then, you know, I might write something for somebody. I might do a commercial <laughs> and be placed somewhere. You know what I mean? And, 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 and all of that adds up at the end to the point where you're 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 becoming you're becoming your own business and you're becoming a you're generating some some interest Damn.
scuff Yo, we live that life They try to put us in the box Cause we give that life They wreck environments with toxins I don't eat that crap They try to gentrify the knowledge I won't speak like that People always come first Yo, we live that life They try to put us in a box Cause we give that life They wreck environments with toxins I don't eat that crap They try to gentrify the knowledge I won't speak like that The people always come first Hollow heads, hollow heads Swallowing shells, feeding followers Coddling cotton, picking for sales They even try to stop the mail Gotta have the heart to fail And put your thoughts out in the well For them to hear your honest tale Gave him the holy grail That's the blood inside the body Mind cluttered up and foggy From the fuck shit that surround me My mom moved back to Africa My sister's still not talking Family disconnected Through my old self in a coffin That's the butterfly effect Had to modify the flex I don't need to chase the game, man I grabbed it by the neck They wouldn't answer my text Now they blowing up my phone Offering me gifts They try to blow up my dome My head scraping on the gravel Way too long for that to work You wasn't in the gym Gallons of sweat on my shirt Now my life feels like a blur My fate to be determined Brain muscle feeling the burn Barking on him like Nina Turner Price to pay to be a earner Seamoss in a blender DG forces Avenger It's a morbid agenda When your life hinges on a hit Posted on viral engines Artifices travel To break your viral defenses Ancient hieroglyphics That's written in style explicit Fried chicken and mental diet Got us dying of malnutrition Loving the people living While we criticize the system Putting the people first man Let's normalize the mission You mentioned things like Placements and so on I mean it seems like More and more There's a lot of artists Where that's actually becoming quite a base point in terms of what they're managing to do and like they'll they'll be tapping into like TV or adverts or kind of going more down that sync route and so on. I mean, how how do you find that side? And I mean, do you do you find that it's an easy world to tap into like or or how are you kind of find navigating that aspect of music? Well, I'm not really that's not really the my, my main uh my main breadwinner just being perfectly honest you know if we're gonna get that deep into it it's not it's not it's things that just happen to happen sometimes yeah yeah. you know i might i might have um i just be having random people asking me to do random stuff you know what i mean like i I be in a studio and it's you know they'll give me hundreds of dollars to say four lines you know what i'm saying and it's just like (laughs) i didn't look for it it's not like I have any type of representation that makes these calls. So it's like, it's not my primary uh, focus. It's just, it just so happens that the painter, the, the picture I was trying to paint is that you get different streams from, from what you're doing. If, if you're doing things by yourself, if you're an artist who writes and who records, you could get shows, you, you, you'll get your album sales. You know, I sell physicals, I sell streaming. You, you, if something ends up being picked up, you know what I mean? I, yo, I have hundreds of songs out there. You know, it's like, it's bound, somebody's bound to hit me up, be like, oh, that song you got on Afro Street, uh, you know, we, we want to use it for this and that. And if it, it sorts, it, I'm, I'm, I'm at a point where I didn't never had to look for it, it found me. You know, like, if I had some sort of plug, sh- I would love that. <laughs> Let's get. Let, 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 I'm not even lying, but it's 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 more or less just me being active and not waiting for it to be right or waiting for the budget to be right. It was like you know what, the internet gives you opportunity to put music out as much as you want, how you want. You present yourself the way you want to present yourself, 
And you know, somehow I think that it's helped me because it's given me a certain type of um, of an organic feel for people. Where, where they know it's like it's really unfiltered like it's really coming for me it's not like not not processed through an A&R it's not processed through it's, it's really organic as it gets you know what I'm saying you get you get a real like view of from an artist to consumer which is which is not really common because where we grew up everything every, most of the music I consumed was really pumped through the channels of a label you know what I'm saying I was like when I was a kid, I, I didn't know what underground was. I was listening to the radio. I was, you know, then later, then, you know, once you got to dig in, you got to these things, you figured out there was underground artists that did it like that. But it's like the people that I ended up getting a following of people just like my views. They, they like listening to, you know, I do some political shows sometimes. They listen to that. They want to listen to my music, see what I got to talk about. Other people see me at a show. Other people just follow my social media, see some freestyles. I let I let loose on online and stuff, and people just rock with me just organically like that. Yeah, for sure. How did um, Super Kaiju come about? Super Kaiju came when um, me and Sick Nature started talking online. I had went to a show a snow goon show in Queens, and um, I, I performed like before, like I think. Somebody, I don't know if it was Dro Pesci or Bankai Fam, one of them got me on stage. I spit a verse, and Snow, Snow Goons were the, the main uh, act. I didn't, I didn't meet them though that day. And um, me and Sick Nature got in touch with each other on some like, yo, like what you're doing, respect. And he happened to be coming to New York. I don't know what he was doing there. And we met on Union Square in New York you know, at a cafe or something, and we talked. And it just started with him sending me beats, and I was just making songs. And then we started making songs together, and he came up with the idea, like, look, why don't we just brand this as something different? Like, let's let's make a group out of it. And I was like, yeah, why not? You know what I'm saying? It's cool. He's out there in Copenhagen, Denmark. I'm out here in Brooklyn, New York. It's original. He had a concept. He came up with the name, too. In music and uh, creating a parallel universe art- artistically. You see those sparks fly? I see them too. All it takes is a spark. It's a cold city, Jory Street corner, Milwaukee on the south side, on 6th Street with his cousin, tossing snowballs on the outside. A few hard hill kicks broke the door down, the landlord found out, evicted Arlene. Now her and the two boys are out, truck of the curb, two options. The first $250, the child's asthma machine dropped on the curb while her neighbor's watching. They hit the homeless shelter, they called it the lie, Salvation Army sign. No job, hope was camouflage. Find a crib on 19th for Hampton, predominantly black. Had to bucket out the toilet. Was no water in the house The city found the spot Unfit for human habitation So they nailed it shut Arlene and the kids had to hit the pavement She found a drab apartment That was right by Atkinson's The deeper in the city Where the drug dealers were trafficking Scared for her kids She had to move a month later 13th Street from Keith Carpet was filthy but more spacious 550 a month Utilities was not included Her welfare was 628 She had to do it Her landlord Sharina Tarver Spent $40 of her own money on food She didn't want to see those babies starving That's a good start But still the odds is overwhelming 
Cause tomorrow's another day and there's no telling Hope is hard to see, hard to raise a family Single parenthood in places where success is an anomaly an insane amount of projects over time man it's crazy and like your work rate's mad and and the thing is it's not just that it's the consistent quality throughout as well it's like you know every track bangs like lyrically you're on point like you it it just seems like you've got that level and that that kind of something that to be honest is kind of all too rare in mcs like you know we can all name a lot of mcs who are good but lyrically they're not necessarily like pushing themselves but I mean on your front it always seems like you're you kind of almost got this modern storytelling aesthetic in terms of the the things that you'll come up with they're they're so visual when you're talking about it and it it feels like that's one of those aspects of hip-hop that's missing a little bit really where it's just there's a lot of rhyming for rhyming sake now it seems like every project you approach there's there's actually a concept or a theme or something behind it I mean is that is that always the way that it works? I mean, do you go into projects and think this is the aim here or does it tend to be that it's more organic where it's a few tracks and then it, it turns into something larger? Like, well, how does how does your process work with projects you're creating? It's not a single process. It depends. It, it depends if I'm producing it. If I'm producing it, I probably have the whole idea. You know what I mean? Because it's something where I'm like, okay, I have to make this because... I have the, the vision for it. When the other producers are involved, um, probably it just starts by making songs and getting the feel, and then the project ends up, you know, having some sort of cohesion. Once you got a few tracks, you realize there's a direction going there. Mm. Uh, unless the, pr the producer, uh, him or herself, has a, has a, a basic concept and that, that, that we could agree on that we're feeling. But it's important for me I, I try not to rhyme about rhyming, you know what I mean? I've, I've done that, you know what I'm saying, growing up, you know what I mean? It was, it, yeah. it was cool, it was fun, it, 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 it's like training to me. But um, I want to convey an emotion, I want to paint a picture that, that, that'll stick. And I, I feel like if, if I'm always just, just talking about Something even like let's say let's say I'm I'm doing a song where I'm just rhyming about how dope I am, which which I do. You know what I'm saying? Every project probably has that. It has to be an angle to it. Because it, it, it or else it, it just doesn't excite me. Or else it's like I might throw that song away. Or you know what I mean? I I I, I, I might, it might it might it might go in a in a in a trash bin as like, alright, that was just practice, that was just for fun. But I like to give it an angle and a color because Knowing that I do so much music, I want people to still have incentive to listen to my next song. Yeah, for sure. Because it's like, yo, if you heard me say this the same way, this, the, 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 you know, and with the same cadence with everything, why would you listen to another one? And I, and I know it's probably counterintuitive because I see a lot of artists that are great and that do great things that kind of just have one sound. 
and they seem to like really like dig deep in that sound and it's like <laughs> it's that flow is that voice all the time and people eat it up every time and I, I respect that I just I don't know man I, 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 I maybe I get bored fast so I just like the diversity man I just like I always like artists that was very versatile you know when you, when you li- listen to a Busta Rhymes you listen to a Jay and Nas listen to even a Pac Biggie like these guys they, they, they have such a colorful catalog you know what I'm saying and, and it, it, even now like you listen to somebody like Drake like like it's he, he, I know he's super commercial some people consider him pop but it's like yo he raps he does this he does that his flows is different every song I like that I think that I, I, that 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 amazes me man it's like when you watch basketball that you know it's like Tim Duncan is a legend but I never like watching him play because it was just, he you know he's like a long arms he would just do the same move all the time and it would be the old Carl Malone, same type of plays. You know, it's like same thing over and over. You just couldn't stop it. But <laughs> I, will, I will watch, when you watch Michael Jordan, when you watch uh, Allen Iverson, when you watch Hakeem Olajuwon, you never knew what they were going to do next. Like, I, I watch it, you know, I watch Iverson, I see something new every game that would blow my mind. Like blow my mind, you know what I'm saying? Where there's some players, yo, you watch Chris Mullen, boom, you know what you're gonna get. He's he's a smooth shooter. He, he's gonna he's gonna roll off screens, make the shot. Which you you, you gonna you watch a Kobe Bryant like he roll off the screen, spin move, dunk on somebody, turn around, shoot a three, fade away, do this, do that. It's just like damn, like what's he gonna do next? And I want to keep people on their toes, like. Yo, I have no idea what this guy's gonna come up with next. And, and if I do that, I'm happy with myself. Hey, yo. Superman's back, stand back, backhand is slapping these hacks. Full power, strength to the max. Only gotta make one move, this game set match. Superman's back, stand back, backhand is slapping these hacks. Full power, strength to the max. Only gotta make one move, this game set match. Yo, I'm on track to be the best ever. G-O, replace the D with an A. Guess the next letter. If you said T, ding, ding, ding. You correct, rookie record havoc on a block with a new connect. I told y'all this before, going against the norm. Corny gatekeepers, I pissed them off. Got my shrooms swarming like the Yanks in Normandy. I'm dishing out L's to the coons, you can hold for me. Chosen from a select few. Respect to that tough talk, quiet when there's no one to protect you. There's no rules in the savannah, just a few cannons. Only a few could do damage in a smooth manner. Scrape the plate, I make the food vanish. Travel the new lands, new fans, the chicks only new Spanish. Don't mean to brag, but the people love this. Oh, fuck it, I make it look easy, man, it's nothing. Like, comparing it to shots, I mean, like, have you got a greatest track or project or something that you produce to date where you think, damn, that's it, like, you know, that's, that's the one for me, or does it change over time? I, yo, man, I'm always looking forward, like, the most honest I can answer this question is I'm always looking forward because I'm never happy where I'm at, you know what I'm saying, like, I feel like my best stuff, I just, I just recorded my best song today. I really feel like that, and I did record a song today. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it's just, um, I'm constantly seeking the next things. Like, it's like a drug. I'm seeking that next high where I, I'm like, I record something. I'm like, damn, I did that. I, I, 
I, you know, I want to have these classic projects like these, the, the, like like projects you listen to, and you're like, man, this project is flawless from top to bottom, and yeah. I'm, I'm searching that. You know, what I'm saying I'm 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 working to get to that. You know, what I'm saying, and and it's not gonna be for me to say. Because I don't even know Like people might say You know I already got one Or whatever like that Whether or not It's not for me to say But I'm, I, I still have a lot in me So I, 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 That's my aspiration That's the bar I want to set I want, I want Whatever I do Is to be like Man this This is This, this is the soundtrack For me right now You know what I'm saying And I mean To, to wrap up I mean So on that That kind of note I mean what What is next for you like what do you see as as kind of the next points or are there any specific things where you you know they're kind of close on the horizon and you're, you're aiming towards doing those things well i definitely want to explore where i could take it with the french rap as far as like making songs and projects that are memorable uh i definitely want to do that i want to do i also want to do more stuff along the lines of Afro Street eventually where I just go back to the African roots sonically still still explore that some more I, I think I just I just scratched the surface on that and um, man I'm just I'm just looking I'm just looking to, to be fully open in it with this music like really 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 go deep into to who I am and, and, and how I feel and and, and, and paint, paint that picture, man. Talk about what I see, leave behind my thoughts about life. It's like a living diary. So it's like, it's still going because it's, it's a lot bouncing in my head. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I just want to get it all out, man. I just want to get it all out. I don't care which way, how. It's not going to be too calculated. I'm always going to drop music. And every time I drop, it's gonna be different. You know, whether the way I campaign it, sometimes it's just gonna be boom, here, take it, it's here. Sometimes I might have videos, sometimes I might not. Sometimes, you know what I mean? I, I just wanna just create and give to to, to, to y'all and, and just keep creating till, till there's nothing left for me to do. Well, that's a great way to end it, man. Well, Napoleon and the legend, thank you for joining us on Digging the Crates, man. And good luck with the music, man, and keep it coming. Man, I appreciate you. Uh, honored to have this talk with you, my brother. Looking forward to work with you more, too. Sure. Yeah, you too, man. Peace. Peace. Yo, silence on the set, the halogen effect Street archaeologists demolishing the threats Drop projects and I polish my rep Remember this chick back in college who with this? Now she hopping on my dick, boy shit Saucy at the spotlight, life under the spotlight For rapping over samples that be top right Moving fluid, never stiff, yo, no Bill Cartwright That's like asking if the Japanese build cars right My mentality is now or never Beyond a palachetta, cook something that could rock a crowd forever Of my whereabouts, post stay conscious like Zionetta Style meta when my leg See and try never bipolar headspace. I peep my mood shift. Stay away from loose slips and like the news, I'm lit. It's gamo, killing it who they kid. Keeping the gully, scheming on getting the scully. Getting kinky, kinky, it's the king of the jungle again. Stay plugged in. We roll with strictly humble women and men. You want a stunt? Good luck then. Street battalion, rocking medallions. You get beat. Hit harder than Metallica albums. It's both. To find out more about each episode, including the tracks played, go to thefinemag.com.